welcome to episode 33, double threes of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut and... The Polar Bear, baby. The Polar Bear. Out of hibernation. Out of hibernation. We're back at it. Raring to go. Once again. And you know why? The NFL is back too, baby. And I, I mean, look, we're two football guys. What a di- what a week! I'm what smiling a week. So I call it a week right now. now. It's not a day. No, it's a week. I uh, can't wait for Thursday this week, which is tomorrow. But uh, week one, a lot of stuff happened. So you told me you got a lot of thoughts. I do. So I want to hear before I well, probe let's, anything. Let's start it. Give me your stuff. Let's start it. You know, <laughs> Thursday night game we had uh, Cowboys yes. and Bucks. Gotta say, exceptional, exceptional, <laughs> divine, all all words that Polar Bear uses yes. to describe things. Um, what a game! What a way to start the year! What a way to start the year! I mean, I, I, we got dogs barking in the background. <laughs> They're hyped, baby. You watched it, yeah. And knows. you know what? Very, very surprised at you know. We'll just jump into that game. Multiple yeah. games. I mean, I got a lot of opinions yeah. over here, but. Um, We'll just jump into that. I mean, Dallas. I mean, they I, I, have, good, I, I thought they they looked way better way than better, maybe. I'll say yeah. this: they looked way better than Hard Knocks portrayed them. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, exceptional. I thought they played very well. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see Dak back. Um, Definitely. I'm not a huge Dak fan, but anytime a player can come back from an injury and Absolutely. you know perform, I'm I'm already I'm I'm. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bucks sides of things kind of kind of took them a while to you know start really yeah. being the Super Bowl team that we wanted and we needed to see and we expected to see as well. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, I think management wise of that game, the biggest thing for them was the Cowboys missed I think three to four field goals. <laughs> That fucked so him. bad. That fucked him. If what they, was he doing? If they hit that, they have bad misses. By the that's way, that's a six point. Yeah, they have six points there, and seven act. I mean, look, the sixty yarder. I'm gonna give him that because he already missed the extra point yes. in the thirty three yarder. So it's like, why you put him out there? No way. Um, but the other two, like that's four points where obviously it made a huge difference. Yeah, I think it again. Just to keep it brief, from my point of view. Um, that game to kick off the NFL season was exceptional, divine, grand, <laughs> whatever we need, baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then going into, I mean, we well, can go let into me, some, let me, uh, yeah, I was about to say jump in. Let on me one. pop in. I'm I know, sorry, I was sorry. fired up. Hey, I get fucking I was, excited, man. <laughs> uh, my first thing is Dak Prescott. I think I texted you, like, Dak looks incredible. Um, I did not, everyone in America, like, they have the NBC poll. Of uh, you know who who do you pick to win this game? Yeah, uh, everyone had the Bucks. Everyone across the analyst line had the Bucks, and I kind of thought you know last year it was Texans Chiefs and Chiefs are just like it was like forty to seven or something. Mm-hmm. I was anticipating not maybe that bad, but kind of like Buccaneers are going to kind of run the show here. Yeah, and that was not really the case. No, um, like you said, Bucks started slow. Um, you know, I think they went three and out immediately. Running backs didn't do much. Ronald Jones fumbled. Um, although Brady looked fantastic and the reason they won that game, which we'll get into, but on the other end, Dak Prescott, I think, and I'm, I'm not a Dak Prescott guy either, but I'm becoming one because, uh, like you said, the, the injury and coming back from that, I thought he basically, if there's no Dak Prescott, that team stinks. 
which we saw with Dalton last year, who now yeah. I, I have to deal with personally. <laughs> um, but the Cowboys' offense, I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Greg Zerline, the co- uh, Cowboys' kicker, stinks. I mean, missed a 33-yard field goal in the bright sun by about 20 yards. Let's put it this way. Jerry Jones had a conversation with him on yeah, Friday. I was, I'd be interested. I think he's got one more week, maybe, because he yeah. made the uh, go-ahead field goal with a minute 30 left in the fourth. And then they peer to Tom Brady in the sideline, and he just kind of looks like, all right. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. It was an awesome glare. I was like, can, uh, it's like, can he do it again? Of course he can do it again. Yeah. So he goes right down the field, uh, you know, does what Brady does. The reason proves why he's the GOAT once again, which I'm sure as that drive's happening, like how many people are like, ah, he's not going to pull this one off. And then it's just like clockwork, boom, boom, boom. And even he himself has to be like, all right, I've done this a million times. Like, stay calm. I don't know if that gives him a little more confidence. I'm sure it does. I think it gives him an edge. because Yeah, for sure. He's not like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I need to score, I need to score. It's like, no, just get the... Get the catches, yeah, and get down. He the thinks field. about that situation much differently than yeah. other people do. Yeah, exactly. Move down the field. That's yeah. all you have. So to So he's do. like one play, like ding, 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 and then he gets him to the spot. Bucks win the game. Immaculate. Yeah. Awesome game. Um, all right. What? What in the next game? Um, you know, I, I, I just because it was on, I watched the Chargers and the um, the team football team. The football team. Honestly, I like that game. I, that game was. Very well played by both sides. Um, I will say... I didn't think the fumble that they called through the end zone was a fumble. Like when uh, Herbert got hit, Air Bear, shot the dock. I thought it was incomplete pass. Been dropping that everywhere, by the way. (laughs) I'm sure he loves that. But I thought it was incomplete pass, goes through the end zone, and that changed the entire game. Almost cost the Chargers. Yeah. So that was interesting. I agree. I think that game, you know... It was closer than I thought. It was way closer than I thought. I think there was a lot of hype about Air Bear, if you will. <laughs> um, but, you know, I talk a lot of shit on Keenan Allen. He actually looked pretty damn looked, good. There were some um, drops, though. There were some drops. Core. Exactly. And, you know, growing pains of the first week, first game. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't know if I want to cover this at the end, but I, I, fuck it. We'll cover it now. I think... My biggest thing that I noticed from this weekend, and I'll go into like a couple mm-hmm. of the games that I watch, but the biggest thing that I caught this weekend, and I'd like to get your opinion on it, That's is... You're dominating this deal. And, you know, I offense is timing. Defense Correct. is more being in position at the right Correct. time. And, you know, I think preseason games are... They're not helping. You know, like... Well, no, I like that. I like that point because I think teams get in their own heads of like, okay, well, we're only going to play Josh Allen for like three minutes because we, like, we don't want to see everybody like see him, which is bullshit anyway because everybody is filmed from last year. Yeah. And, and they want to keep him healthy for the year, which I get. But it's also, to your point, like it's throwing off the, you know, the stamina of the game that you have to have and it's throwing off the game situations, timing, all that shit. Yeah, and also, just to to re, like to kind of go off of that is, if we are gonna get to a point where, you know, let's just use Josh Allen, you know, three minutes for Josh Allen. That's all he's getting for fucking three games. Okay, it's like, okay, well, at that point, just say fuck it. Josh Allen is your starter, and we're not. 
turn preseason games into they're now guys that are going to make the team mm-hmm. or not make the yeah. team. I think that preseason games, you know, just because we saw this lack of offense, and I guess my thing yeah. is, is I want to see more offense, and I think that's a direct correlation of the fucking lack of quarterbacks and wide receivers and starters playing in the preseason game, you know? Maybe make your preseason games worth more. I don't know. I mean, yeah. or I, I kind of like you. Maybe you separate it like uh, starters do like a seven on seven thing, and then uh, like the guys trying to make the team play an actual football game. Maybe I don't know, but I do agree that there was some like there wasn't many big plays. I felt no. in the first uh, onslaught of games. Um, I mean, I loved it, but it was more like gradual drives and defensive plays than it was like a unless it was a Chiefs which phenomenal game yeah. and uh your boy Baker threw his <laughs> do you see what I posted on uh yeah, sports I did, I did. <laughs> he has the most what is it the most the most fourth quarter, oh, fourth quarter interceptions yeah I mean dude I, look which I didn't know I'll be hey if you I'll, I'll, I'll let the sports banter <laughs> world know if you looked at my um Feed. If you looked at my fantasy team for one of my leagues, I actually have quite a bit of Browns players on my team. And that is a direct, you know, fuck Baker, I need points, bitch. (laughs) But just to that point, the Browns, I thought, played very well. Mm -hmm. But their Achilles heel is I don't think they make the adjustments as fast as another team in this for the second half and for the second half thousand percent and you know that's baker's been in the nfl for four years now right i think so you're a four-year quarterback with the same team i understand that your offense has changed a lot since you started but at what point do you become the leader and say we need to make these adjustments or is he just sitting there going I'm getting told what to do. Right. That's really interesting because I felt the same way watching the first half. I go, wow, Browns are just firing Dude, right now. they're running they game right was down fucking the field. exceptional. Yeah. I got Nick Chubb on my face team. He had two I touchdowns uh, in five minutes. I got I couldn't Jesus. get Nick. This I guy had to, is phenomenal. I, I couldn't get Nick. I had to get Kareem. <laughs> he was so. one of the only high points of my team this week, by the way, which highlighted Aaron Rodgers, who I will roast on this after, <laughs> after the Browns take. But, yeah. The first half, you know, they were getting control of the whole game. They went right down the Chiefs' throat. And they were they, winning. They had the game plan. Yeah, they were winning pretty much the whole game. But, to your point, the second half, and it was such, like, a bad matchup for them, too, because the Chiefs are, like, the second half, like, we're not worried about whatever deficit we have. Like, we have Mahomes. Which is Chiefs' is M.O. Yeah. They do that. Like, we're going to figure out what you're doing, and we're going to beat you at the end. Exactly. Which is exactly what happened. And the Browns have to learn how to finish if they're going to – leapfrog to that you know elite status in the nfl but they played great they played great they played a great team too yeah and and that i think in itself is yes they lost and i'm talking about the browns i'm not talking about baker Mm -hmm. but they lost and but the way they played in my mind they should not have lost that game right they should have beat the chiefs but I don't know what happened in the second half of the ball game where they just weren't making the decisions or your opponent, in this case it was the Kansas City Chiefs, were able to make those adjustments 
faster, quicker. Also, I mean, two different coaches. I mean, fuck. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, just... There's like, also mistakes that were made by the Brown. Like, it's always the team that is, like, trying to reach that level yes. of the other team who's already there. So the Chiefs are already there. Browns are trying to be this top-notch team. So... You know, you can't make mistakes when you're playing a, no. a Chiefs team like that. So no. the punt disaster oh, where God. he dropped the the ball and then he tried to run and, you know, they basically had the ball in like the 10-yard line. I mean, it's a momentum change. Now they're going to score, and that's when they took the lead. So, you know, it's a massive – if you just punt the ball, then who knows what happens. You play defense, they have 60 yards to go. Yeah. But if you give the Chiefs an opportunity that they didn't necessarily, like, earn, it just happened, yeah. then – you know, that's what separates a uh, loss from a win. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's just, again, that was one of the games. I yeah, mean, so real quick on the Packers-Saints fiasco. Wow. Did you watch that? I actually have a lot to say about this. That's, this is one of the weirdest. And, number one, I have Aaron Rodgers on my fancy team, so I feel directly targeted by his performance. I don't. Uh, directly but I do have targeted. Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> directly targeted. He had the worst game of his career, and honestly, it was like an out-of-body experience watching him play because he's just chucking the ball everywhere. I mean, it was 17-3 to at one point, and they were on the goal line. And I'm like, okay, here's where the Packers score. And, you know, now it's going to become a game. Throws a pick. Saints go down and score. That was pretty much the turning point of the game. Um, I mean, he looked awful. And it was his worst career game in 17 years in the Saints. And at halftime... I bet on the Packers money line. Oh, and I'm like, did. the Packers are going to come back when this thing, like it always happens. That's what happens when they play the Bears. <laughs> so like, I've seen this song and dance a million times. Oh yeah, you're used and to this. And then, no, the Jameis Winston has five touchdown game. Packers do nothing. I mean, talk about directly targeting Mr. Peanut. Take his money, take his fantasy points, take his pride because... <laughs> We're the Packers, and you don't get to benefit from us. <laughs> I will say uh, the Saints-Packers game was a complete fucking flip, okay? Yeah. Everyone, I think a lot of people expected, you know, Jameis Winston to just be like this mediocre quarterback mm-hmm. for the Saints coming off of Drew Brees. And you know what? I think... And then you have Aaron Rodgers coming back. He's got all this fucking MVP. My fucking shit doesn't stink. I got a man bun. You know, <laughs> I hung out in Hawaii. You know, I play golf. And, yeah. you know, I'm just going to take control of the Packers here. It's like, well, let me tell you this, bro. You fucking sucked. And Terrible. Terrible. Dude. Uh, okay, so this is my take on the Saints and the Packers game. I'm making it, I'm gonna make it super brief. <laughs> Jameis Winton, Winston played an Aaron Rodgers type game. To Aaron Rodgers' face, that his mentality and way of playing the quarterback position needs to change. Because I personally, just the way his mannerisms are right now is, I don't think he wants to move around as much as he used to. I think he wants to be that pocket passer that can move when he needs to, but he wants to just chill and make the throws that will get him the game. The the a perfect example of that was the throw that you talked about where he got it picked on the yeah. 10. He was getting sacked and wasn't looking at the receiver right. when he threw. So that whole thing was 
three or four years ago Aaron Rodgers. It's mm-hmm. not the Aaron Rodgers of now. And I think they need to make that adjustment. Third and final take is Aaron Rodgers, make your uh, fucking after game, pre game <laughs> interviews. You need to make them like Bill Belichick's. Just shut yeah. up. Until I'm glad you, you brought that up. <laughs> until you start playing better and to the MVP that you were last year, just shut the fuck right. up. Right. Well, you're talking to the point where the coach said, we got embarrassed, and he's like, oh, I wouldn't say that. It's like, no, you got embarrassed. Yeah, and 30, you know what? It's a direct response of how you play. Right, which was the worst game of his career. So really interesting to see how they respond at Lambeau next week. Because, again, in the post game, he was like, it's one game. Like, no big deal. It's like, ah. It's one game. And it's dude, one game, but you played like trash. Also, your offseason has dictated right. everything that it's happened like how, on game one. Right. Phenomenal athlete, but how prepared are you for this season? Don't know. And, like, how? what does he need to do to get back on track? Maybe it's play the Lions at home because they are they stink. But, um, well, I mean. Actually, I, I. But it, let's say he plays bad again. Then it's like, yeah, I have what, the Lions what do you got to say week. now? Okay. Yeah, I actually have the lines. But, um, and then, look, lastly, we've been going on about week one because it was electric. And the electricity, oh. all-time high in Monday Night Football with the Ra- the Raiders and Ravens. Just to jump on that? Yeah, real quick. Yeah, we had an exceptional game for Thursday night kicking off the NFL season. Mm-hmm. To have the very the first... The bookend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, because... In football, our football week ends on Monday night. Right. And to have our Monday night game be as exceptional, oh. divine, grand, whatever you want from the polar bear was mind-blowing. It was such a... It was... And could we care less about the Ravens and Raiders? No. no. But it was... Un- it was such a great football game. Had everything going on. It was almost like... Is this Super week? Bowl. Is this week one or week eighteen? It it had a, to me it had a playoff or Super Bowl atmosphere. And the loss of first game in Las Vegas with fans looked and sounded incredible. My uncle is actually at the game because oh, he, he lives nice. in Las Vegas, so he's kind of just adapted. You know, of like course, okay, I'm gonna be course. a Raiders fan. Like I'm gonna go to the games. That's awesome. And it had That's to so be cool. just. It was so loud in there. I mean. And it was a back-and-forth game, turnovers. Oh, my God. The Raiders had it going on. But I just about lost it when, in overtime, when <laughs> they got the false start on second and one, and then Carr throws the pick. I'm literally just going, are you – this game is insane. Yeah. Like, I need more of this. Uh, you know, and, again, we watch football, you know, very – Religiously. Yeah, we watch football religiously. We look at things very – very similarly and something i noticed was fucking chucky you know <laughs> what i can't gruden. Think of it. gruden right now is dude <laughs> there was one drive where they threw the ball three times in a row and they were all fucking bombs it's like <laughs> dude why to waggle flippity doppity like dude <laughs> gruden you gotta learn to play the game how it needs to be played not to knock you on this the play that they won the game on, oh, it was awesome. It's fucking awesome because they went to to put it out there. They were, had the field goal unit out there. Another false start, and then they took the field goal unit off. And I was like, oh, that's a mistake. Because what what do the Bears do in that situation? They run the ball up the middle. Yeah, they get no gain. Probably most teams do that. But 
to actually call a pass in that situation. And the Ravens thought like any other team, and they went like all-out blitz. Zay Jones is wide open. I mean, that off his back foot, in yeah. stride. Uh, that was it. Was like the perfect end to it was, an insane, it was insane such a game. game. Now, just one last thing <laughs> is, I like the Raiders. Like, like, okay, great game. Can't stand Derek Carr, and <laughs> the way he. I think I just have an issue with quarterbacks. I think, yeah, I think that's what we're doing. The way he like <laughs> talked about after the game, he's yeah, uh huh, yeah, boy, yeah. It's like just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, like, the, I don't know. I, you know, look, the way they won, and maybe it was all just how he feels and shit like right. that, but I don't know. It's just, he's got such a punchable face. It's just, <laughs> I know. did not think that when the Ravens went up three with, like, 30 seconds left that he was going to be able to put together a drive to have a game tying field goal. Credit to him on that because that was actually a pretty awesome drive. And then the kicker to nail a 55-yard field goal. I was like, yes, give me more. And uh, more we got. So that was week one of Ooh, the NFL Get season. ready, baby, because it's just going to keep going. Florida, who's number 11. Alabama's obviously presumed number one. Jesus. And it's a first SEC matchup. It never changes. For each of them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what do you think of this uh, early you know, clash in Gainesville? You know, uh, college football is such a fucking toss-up. And, you know... I'm not going to give you my pick, of course. I think what I'm expecting is I'm expecting a very good game. I'm expecting a lot. Honestly, I'm expecting a pretty defensive heavy game. Okay. Um, not to say, you know, they both don't have offense, but I feel like football right now is making this kind of weird swing and it's kind of been on this track, even at, and I would, especially at the college level, but I just feel like there's this track of defensive great teams and it's kind of putting pressure on college offenses to make adjustments and as it always has Mm -hmm. but I just feel like we're in that kind of realm and to be honest I think that because the offenses of the college and NFL are so throw heavy I'm kind of waiting for this like shift back to running mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm i'm maybe expecting that out of both these teams is just to see more of a running okay. game out of them um again it this is this is all you know speculation and hearsay from the polar bear <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's what i'm expecting out of these guys again it, it's fucking a one versus 11 team i have no idea which way the scores will go i can't give you a winner either yeah. i mean this is I see this game going two ways, which obviously it's gonna. When I say it, you're like, well, yeah, it's obviously gonna go one or the other. Well, but, no shit. Um, <laughs> but Alabama taking on Florida, uh, SEC matchup. I think it's obviously probably Florida's most important game on their schedule. Yeah. For Alabama, it's more like let's stay constant, let's stay the course, and what have you. Um, Alabama's favored by fourteen and a half, and I think oh, I that's a lot. That's huge. But. So it's either going to be like Alabama is so much better than Florida and they're going to win by like 40. Yeah. Or it's going to be what you said where it's going to be more of a back and forth and Florida is going to have, you know, that, you know, best matchup of the year for themselves. And they rise to the challenge. Let's say that. I see it more going the other way, unfortunately. 
Um, I looked at the schedules that they've played already, and Florida's played South Florida and FAU, and they won. But does that prepare you for a team like Alabama? Fuck. No. That's you have to beat those teams. If you lose to FAU or South Florida, first of all, those are teams in your state and they're not the big school. You no. know what I mean? So Florida's at eleven probably just because they're Florida. I don't like we actually don't know how good they are. Alabama mm-hmm. is always gonna be Alabama and probably top five. So I like Alabama minus the fourteen and a half. That's not one of my picks this week. No. But I might make it now now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> talking your way but, into it. Yeah, I am. But I, I just think Alabama has larger goals in beating one team. And I feel like Florida is more like, let's take out. There's two different mentalities clashing. Um, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Will like that. Gainesville be in an absolute spectacle in pregame and in the fir- initial moments of the game? Absolutely. If Florida takes advantage of those moments and they can get an early score and kind of have – it's, it's going to come down to game plan, obviously, and – can you get the Florida athletes in spaces where they can be successful? That's what's going to make the difference in that kind of game. Alabama has yet to be tested. So it's easy to go with the favorite. But you never know when that Manziel A&M versus Alabama game is going to come too. So I hope it's more of that than it is what I think, which I think will be an Alabama blowout. But that's my take on that. I, I like what you said there um, about, you know, the mentality of the two game of the two teams. Uh, and, you know, with Alabama having this, I think you said a, a greater mindset or a larger, larger goal in mind. I think that may have been it. But with that, I think, you know, just being Alabama, you need to ensure that you know, you're winning games and you're getting to a college championship. Mm-hmm. And again. Again. And I think Nick Saban himself has such a – he's so driven to be a perfectionist mm-hmm. and he pushes that into his kids. It, it just – it kind of blows my mind, and I'm getting a little bit more deeper than football right now, but I'm, it blows my mind that when we're talking about a college team that's been so consistent – that you have to actually think about the fucking mentality of the team, mm-hmm. right? That fucking that, I mean, it, it's it's blowing my mind. The penis blown, polar bears. Yeah, well, think about it, right? Like, I mean, we're talking about Florida and Alabama, and we want we want a game where Alabama is contested. Yeah, and and you know, like, who the fuck is Florida? Right, you know, but. When you get into the deeper roots of Alabama and, you know, Florida as well, but specifically Alabama, when you get to those deeper roots, it's like, who the fuck is in our way? Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> absolutely love that. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a, I don't know, I think it's because we both like football so much. It's just got such a different feeling and I love talking about that. But back to the game itself, I think with Florida and Alabama, I I, I do like the way that you put it, you know, Alabama is the favorite mm-hmm. and it, it, it duly noted and you know they they should be the favorite mm-hmm. but i think as fans and as you know defensive defensive minded guy like you are mr mm-hmm. pina and myself who has a lot of respect for defense i want that i want it to be fucking close yeah and you know how the cards fall on uh saturday who knows i think it's going to be great i think it's going to be cool to see i did like what you brought up earlier like you know, who have they played? Well, right, right. Like, fuck, man. 
it's, it doesn't like what come on bro ready yeah no um and when you you just you touched on a point of like Saban being a perfectionist and I think that dives right into the other topic that I wanted to address because when Alabama played and it's kind of a different take on the topic but it'll get into it but when Alabama played Mercer last week who you know they shouldn't be on the same field Who with the each fuck other. Is Mercer? Mercer was in the Pioneer League like two years ago. That was yeah. like Drake USD. Like we don't belong in the same field as Bama. Like come on now. Yeah. So being the perfectionist that he is, you know, they win forty-one to fourteen in the press conference. He's pissed off because I think they gave up more points than they gave up versus Miami. So obviously he's going. My team, you know, let down and already accepted the victory before. The clock ran out, and that's yeah, a type yes. of mental weakness that we can't have if we're going to be successful going forward. So that's one side of it where I think Saban's a special coach, and he's not not just, like, accepting the win, where maybe the Florida coach is like, yeah, we beat FAU, and that's fine. Like, they don't really talk about, like, hey, we gave up 23 points. to This team shouldn't even compete with us. Uh, yeah. And there's that difference of mentality again. But on the other side, it's like, why – is Mercer on the same field as Alabama anyway? Yeah. And there is that side of, like, there's money involved in it, and I get that. But I feel like there's way too many of those games. Like, this week we got Oregon versus Stony Brook, who well, there's not even a spread because they're going to win by, like, 50. It's like, what Oregon just played Ohio State. Awesome game. They won at Ohio State. Now you go play Stony Brook? It's like, that's a step back, I feel like, in terms of intensity. Yeah, I mean, I... I... <laughs> uh, polar bears at a loss for words, but I completely agree. It's so hmm, okay. Let me collect my thoughts. Yeah, two <laughs> sides revved up. Yeah, I have two <laughs> sides. Yeah, and then I start saying shit and I can't fuck. <laughs> okay, two sides of it. One side of it, I see it as you know, like you're able to have this game, and you know, let's just look at what was it, Mercer, Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. And you you touched on it as Nick Saban said, well, fuck, we we gave up twenty three points, like. You know, we didn't do this, we didn't do this. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a learning game right there. Mm-hmm. But competition-wise, yeah, are you getting the actual, like, competition that you would expect from an Ohio State or, you know, a Clemson? Like, where those guys are – and I'm not – no knock to Mercer at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, are those guys on Mercer's team technically sound like a Florida or an Oregon game – Oregon team? I mean – there's such disparity exactly. and that's where our issue is is why are these games planned when there is such a disparity and also it's a knock to fans because right. i don't want to fucking no one's, watch no that. one's watching that game no, no one's watching absolutely that game. not i mean and then also look at it too it just scheduling itself we have ucla play lsu and their very first game bad teams just, mediocre teams mm-hmm. those bad teams and mediocre teams go fucking play so, i'm sorry yeah. Go play. Your fans will watch you. The fucking great and good games, good teams, that's all I want to see. I don't want to see anything else. I want to see top-notch you know, competition. I want to see defenses that are fucking exceptional and not letting up any points. Like There needs to be a change. Yeah, or it's... just make fucking, you know what? Make there be preseason fucking college football games. Like, yeah. Make it that point. We don't know any... <laughs> No one needs to see Oregon, Stony Brook, Alabama, Mercer, which is the ones I'm touching on because that's in my head. But those games are everywhere. Yeah. Like, and Alabama has those games every year where it's like Chattanooga, Alabama, and they win. It's like fifty to zero. 
I'm not saying you got to play one versus two every week, but what a like I don't know, get a at least a big university versus yeah. yourself or you know, Stony Brook it's probably awesome that you have that experience but playing Oregon, but it's And there's preseason and, football for college. I I know that. Yeah. But like it's not for the fan, it's not worth it and then it's it's kind of a bye week anyway for an Alabama. Yeah, and also too, you brought up money. Yeah. Like, what are your TV ratings? You're gonna get Alabama <laughs> to watch that game. You, Alabama, there are Alabama fans that will watch. If Alabama is painting a window, they will watch <laughs> the whole fucking team paint the window. It's just, it's how Alabama, it's how some fans are. You'll get at least twenty percent of those fans. Well, like, oh, just click it on. Oh, yeah, oh, least, blue. Yeah. All right, you know, Jalen Hurts looks good on that window. Exactly, that. but, but. You know, if if and money is big in the NCAA, like it's huge. It's their, you know, that's where they make their cash. But in TV, it's do I want to watch this or do I want? And it, I guess okay, down to it, it fucks with us as fans. Yeah, oh my, and then the year happens, we're doing great. We're, you know, beating the Dodgers. We're doing all these great things. First team to thirty wins. Yeah, remember those days? Oh. Do you remember? It's tough. But at one point, I was, ago. there was no thought in my head that was, this team's not going to make the playoffs. Fast forward to where we are today and where we've been the last two months. This team is dead. There's no end luck. It's hard to say. It's really hard. To, like, I don't want to make this clear. This is the last time I'm going to talk about this <laughs> because the Padres... It's kind of a historic collapse, to be honest. Well, no, it is a. It, it, I mean, statistically, it's an. It's statistically, a, emotionally. Yeah. Mentally, I mean, they've done it all to us. Where I've gone to the peak of being at reopening day and winning on a walk off home run, winning ten games in a row, to the absolute free fall that we're in. Sweeping the Dodgers. That we've I been mean. in now. Where yeah, sweeping the Dodgers, where we're getting no hit by a guy that we haven't even heard from since in the Diamondbacks. Like, what happened to that guy? No one knows. But he threw a no hitter versus us. Every game to me, it seems like we go out there and there's like we've just given up. Like we're playing the game, we don't get hits. Look. Did you any stat that's out there, we're doing it wrong. Did you by any chance here, I can't remember what game it was. It may have been couple nights ago but tingler's like his interview regarding the whole okay well he said he still has hope for a resurgence and yeah and you you know what like (laughs) let me put it this right around i mean that's all very close to each other that's right all around when everything just kind of you know, fuck. Let's put the brakes on it, boys. Let's let's. Brakes? How about emergency brake? Yeah. How about put the car in neutral on the freeway because we're not going <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, and and we're going down the. This hill. team right now is not even close to what the team was at the beginning of the year. This is a team that we've watched for decades. Like this is the team that just loses and loses, never scores. Um, and it's it's crazy because the mentality you can see is a team that's given up while they're. Either tied for the wild card, second wild card spot, or one game behind. They are still one game behind yeah. the second wild card spot, and there's no urgency at all of this team. I mean, it's oh my god, it's, it's maddening. I hate talking about it because 
you see the other teams, like the Cardinals, who are never in it, you know, they're flying around, they're making plays, they're in it, trying to get that spot, and the Padres are more like, well, we had a really good team and we blew it. And that's what I see out of them every day. Yeah, I think with... There's so many things we can say that's just so upsetting, you know, just demoralizing, if you will, as a fan regarding the Padres. I mean, we were high for so long, and now we're fucking sitting in... I couldn't be lower. Yeah, we're sitting in two piles of shit. And it's just... And I'll put it this way. You know, the last, I think, two times ago we talked about uh, the slide again. Because it's been like two months, and then Arietta coming in, and you know they just lost a bunch of games in Colorado and the Diamondbacks, and it's tr- it's hard to even formulate my thoughts around it because there's so much negativity around it. But the end of the day, and I've said this to a few people, but at the end of the day, baseball is a sport. It's a game. It's something you compete in. Mm-hmm. It's something that we played as kids, and you learned to have fun with, mm-hmm. and. To be a professional athlete and be making millions of dollars playing a sport, like, you'll owe... At the end of the day, you're playing a sport. Mm. So, if you're... Yes. Whatever is going on in their heads in the clubhouse that's putting this negative energy that is the reason they don't score any runs and whatever, it's like, does anyone... Can anyone just stand up and say, hey, we're still playing baseball? Like, even if we're not going to make this thing, can let's just go out and play our best. That's what I'd like to see. Because I'm at a point now where I don't even watch the games. Oh, I haven't because watched. I haven't watched. There's them no in a while. reason to, because they show up, they score one run, they're behind immediately. Like you can dictate how every game's gonna go, and I was pissed for like two months about it because of this roller coaster we're talking about. Yeah. But at some point, after you watch, you know they're eight and twenty and whatever, whatever the stat is, Fuck. eight and twenty in the last twenty eight. So. I'm really pissed, and then at some point I'm just like, you know what, we're no good, and that's it. Like I can't, I can't exert any more energy toward this attitude, and I no longer think of the playoffs as something tangible. I think what's I I completely agree with everything that you've just said, and also speaking about from Polar Bear and Mr. Peanut now, all we want to see is effort. Exactly. Play to the last pitch. Swing to the last pitch. I mean, just try. The biggest thing is trying hard. And the reason I say Mm -hmm. that is because it's a sport. It's a game. But you know what? You're paid to put your effort out in it. Representing the city. And a fan base. Yeah, and And, a fan base. And, you know, and I've talked about it again. I've talked about it before. I mean, Pete Rose had a game where his dad showed up. And he didn't run he jogged to first base and after the game his dad came down and a lot of people have heard this story his dad came down to the dugout or to the you know clubhouse and said don't you ever embarrass me like that again yeah and you wow. run all the way to first base i mean dude if you look at that i mean it's giving me goosebumps just because mm-hmm. pete rose is you know one of the best not in the hall of fame for other reasons that could be a whole series <laughs> in itself for sports banter but i mean that's what we want to see as fans i mean that's what hurts the most. Exactly. Equate it to another game, another sport, football. Okay, going up for a football. If someone doesn't go up for that ball and we look at it and go, why didn't he jump for that? Right. And we, it's a pick or what have you. Exactly. Or, you know, why didn't he take that shot? Why didn't he take the free throw? Or why did he chip it there? Or why did he hit it there? It's That's off that point. Effort is the entire thing that's missing. 
from the mentality. And that's what I don't understand. Because at the end of the day, if you're not good enough to make the playoffs, I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay with just cashing it in when you're right there. How is, and just in terms of us as athletes, like when you're close to, first of all, I'm trying to win everything. Fuck. Like, if we play in 21, you and me, like, I will not quit no. until I win the series. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just yeah, how Yeah, we're I just am. talking shit until yeah. we get it done. I'm going to win. Yeah. Like, that's my mentality. So it's, yeah. it's crazy to me. And, you know, maybe this isn't 100% right, but this is what it looks like on the screen. These guys don't have that drive to even compete with the likes of the Giants and the Dodgers who are already in the playoffs. They're already... They've already accomplished their goal. And you know what? They're playing like a playoff baseball team. Those Yeah, the, those the, two. Yeah, Giants and Dodgers. So, and the effort part of it is, look, again, like I said, you don't if you don't make the playoffs but you play your ass off every game, I don't care. Then I don't care. It's like at least we have a team that we can support. But if we go down two runs and then it's like, oh shoot, here we go again. Yeah. It's kind of like as a Cubs fan, before we won the World Series, like that was how our attitude was all the time. Like, oh, here we go again. We're gonna lose. You know what? I and again, it's crazy. I yeah, I, I think we're. I think there has to be something going on in the clubhouse. In that, the damn clubhouse, we, one thousand percent that we don't know about. And I don't know what the way that they're playing is very reminiscent of not wanting to make a mistake or you know. If I do make a mistake, I'm talked about it a certain way. You know, it's almost mm. like they're playing on... That's interesting. It's almost like they're playing on eggshells. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, going into the workplace, walking on eggshells. It's yeah. almost like they're playing on eggshells. And like, playing fuck, am as, I going to make yeah. make a mistake? Playing like, as individuals, too. Like, yeah. I have not seen camaraderie out of the Padres in so long. Is the swag chain retired? It might be just because we don't hit home runs anymore. That's great. But... Uh, there's no continuity. It's like you go up to the you up to bat. You either get a base hit or you don't. But there's no there's no mojo at all for a team that was like the swaggiest team in the MLB. I think that's one of our episode titles. So you know, I wonder if it's like you know, Tingler's new to the. And I'm not. Again, we don't know what's going on in the club. Uh, but I agree with you that there's something going on. There's right? something that we don't know about, and we might. I think we will just because media is so much ability to figure this stuff out so i'm interested when that does come out like what is going on there and also to that point i you know tingler is in his third season i think it's second second and not even a full season at that as a head coach Mm -hmm. as a manager and it you know there's growing pains with that and we've already seen it you know multiple pitching changes just pitching rotation inconsistent that is affected, of course, lineup by... Lineup being consistent. Yeah, lineup being inconsistent. That, Those are the growing pains that we have as a, you know, as a as a green manager. I mean, yeah. no, no pun intended, you know, could, you know, we already had that. But I think, I, I don't know, there's a lot of shit going on. I think you and I are a little, not a little, but we're fucking over it. And I think San Diego Padre fans are over it. And... Speaking for them. And, and 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 to that, again, just touching on that is this is a city for sports that you cannot do that. Yeah. Because 100%. we, as a fan base and as actually a sports city, 
that's already hard enough to build your fan base. Mm-hmm. Once you start, you know, once you start just not performing, again, we've talked about it. Our fan base starts finding other shit to do. <laughs> 100 percent and well like like i said i'm worried i'm a nut like i'll watch yeah. every game because i love sports i have not watched padres in a week because i just can't i can't watch it this hurts team. to watch to be honest it does because like to watch. if they don't give a shit why should i give a shit yeah. and then if there's someone you know most people in san diego who are less apt to just dive into you know the struggle yeah like if they're continuing to play that way there's no reason to watch well you know what and to that Again, uh, to, to add to that, I mean, I, I I was watching a game a couple nights ago, and I'm watching it, and I'm going, why am I watching yeah, this? And then I go, off. Turn oh, because off. I don't want to watch the Padres. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. I, I, no, I was watching another <laughs> <Okay>. game. <laughs> and I go, no, I love watching baseball, yeah. but you know what? Why am I? I can't remember who was playing. It may have been the Diamondbacks. I'm watching it, I'm going, why the fuck am I yeah. watching this? And then I go, oh. Because I don't want to watch the Padres because it's the same shit. Yeah. So the bottom line is the Padres are dead. I wrote it on the blog a while back, kind of hoping that they would uh. prove me wrong. Padres are dead. Dead, dead, dead. Put them in the ground. Nail in the coffin. And we're a game behind. It's the most insane g- giving up on a g- ultimate goal that I've ever seen in pro sports. And it just so happens to be our team. So I think up. that'll be a pretty good game. Yeah. Because so, I think they're actually very similar. Yeah, exactly. Teams. So look, every week has its own story, and uh, the script is being written. As an NFL fan, right now, this is the best time because everybody's one and zero, zero and one. No one, what the hell is going on? No one thought the Bucks were going to win it last year. That's what makes it so good. That's right. So there's that. We got Alabama, Florida. Um, hopefully, it's a good game. First SEC matchup between the two. Um, also dove into the weird matchups of number one in the universe versus number 703. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. There's a monetary side to it. That doesn't mean I got to watch it. No. And I won't. Absolutely But not. shout out to those Alabama fans watching their players paint windows. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And lastly. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm sure they play tonight. I don't know what time. I won't turn it on. Because they're dead. It's a Padres funeral. If you're a Padre fan out there, do yourself a favor. Turn that shit off and go do something else. Because this shit's done. It is. Polar bear, it's done. I don't don't even know. (laughs) I'm upset. Polar bear is upset. So am I. What else do you got for the people? You know what? Hey, football is back, baby. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm at a loss for words. Because it just... You know... Finally, there's, there's good in the world again, um, <laughs> which gets you to all of our other uh, social media platforms, including our podcast, which is on Apple, Spotify, Anchor. There's mm-hmm. We're platformed on a lot of other items. Um, so, again, if you guys have any comments, things like this, that, or the other on what <laughs> we're doing. But, yeah, love it. Um, we're open to anything, and I'm, I'm loving it. Football's back, baby, so I'm excited. <laughs> And the Padres are in the ground. So that's just <laughs> very well put from the polar bear. But for episode thirty-three, sports banter. Out. Oh.